Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, thank Brother Mark for that introduction. And uh, thank you all for having me this morning. I thank Brother Mark for the invitation. Man, and uh, I'm just so blessed. This worship was, was great. I mean, can we give the Lord a praise clap for the worship this morning? Amen. Man, you, you guys sound wonderful. I uh, really um, know how to get the spirit moving in the house of God. Amen. And that was great. Um, so this morning, if you would, please turn with me to the book of Romans. We're going to be in Romans chapter 12. If I can get there. Romans chapter 12 and uh, verse 2 So we're going to read. And if you would, please stand for the reading of the word this morning. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It reads, And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord. God, we just thank you for waking us all up this morning, Lord. We thank you for calling us and bringing us to your house, Lord, on this day to worship you. God, we thank you for the access to you that you have given us, Lord, through your son, Jesus Christ. And I pray that we'll be able to see what a blessing it is, Lord, to sit in your presence, in your house, Lord, and to, to worship you, God, and to dig into your word, to seek your face, Lord. God, I pray this morning, Lord, that you would fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would open up the hearts and the minds of those who are here to hear your word this morning, Lord. And above all, God, I pray that you will get all of the honor and the glory that you are due on this morning. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, yes, please be seated. I'm going to read this verse to you one more time. It says, Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. I think one of the, one of the hardest things uh, in, in our life, in our Christian walk and our journey is the, the external forces that are around us. We, we have so many things in the world that push us and pull us and influence us to be and do things, to, to be molded and shaped and to look like the world that we live in. Man, but that is not what the Lord calls us to be and to do. Man, he says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Man, and before I get into the sermon, I kind of want to uh, just talk to you about a couple of these words in here. It says, be not conformed. Be not conformed. Now, that word conformed, um, that it, it paints a picture of, of being molded and shaped, like I said, external things, by being, by being pressed on and squeezed and, and stretched to look like something that you are not. It paints the image that on the outside there is something different than what's on the inside. 
And that's kind of how a lot of us look as believers. And man, we, we know what is true, we know what is real, we know what is the word of God on the inside, but on the outside, we look just like the world. We walk just like the world. We talk just like the world. We behave just like the world. Man, but God says, do not be conformed to this world. Do not be shaped by this world. Don't let the world influence you and who, who you are and how you behave. Man, but it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Man, that word transform, that means to become something different. Man, to change. Man, where you're no longer one thing on the outside and something different on the inside. Man, but you are completely changed into something different. You are transformed. Man, it, it, it is something that works its way from the inside out. This transformation. And whenever you are, whenever you become a believer, amen, you don't always immediately act and look like a believer, amen, but your faith should work its way out. It's something that happens on the inside, but eventually it should work its way out in your life. Amen? amen. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That transformation happens by the renewing of your mind. You have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you operate. You have to change the way you process things that come into your life. By the renewing of your mind, your mind is renewed by this word of God, by the spirit of God. By the power of God, by your relationship with God. Amen. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change the way we think. Change the way we operate. Be changed from the inside out. Man, instead of being shaped on the outside to something that you were not created and called to be. Man, it's officially Christmas time. And man, you see, trees are going up. Lights are being put up. People are Christmas shopping. And man, it is, and Christmas has always been my favorite holiday. It's always been my favorite time of the year. I, I, I love the joy that comes with this holiday. Man, I love that people are more giving and more attentive to other people's needs in this season. Amen. And I, I, I love the nativity scenes. I, I love the pictures of, of Jesus in the manger. I love the family. Man, I love that you get to fellowship and be with people that you haven't seen since Christmas last year. And the laughter. Man, last night we, we put up our Christmas tree. Man, this is the first time that uh, my first baby got to help decorate the Christmas tree. And man, it was something special to me. That has always been special to me, Christmas time. Man, I love sitting around, and we, we used to uh, make the popcorn, and man, and then get the string and run it through the popcorn as part of the Christmas decorations. Man, we, ma we made cookies, uh, cookie cutter ornaments, man, to hang up on the tree. Man, Christmas is always my favorite time of year, but as I've gotten older, man, I've, I've began to question the way that we celebrate Christmas. Man, I've began to question our hearts during this time of year, amen, uh, because what Christmas is, what Christmas celebrates um, is quite the opposite of 
what the meaning of Christmas is. Man, and, and Christmas is supposed to be the most religious, the most Christian, the most heartwarming time of year, but there are a lot of Christians who celebrate Christmas in a very unchristlike manner. Amen. And am I the only one who thinks this? Or is, yeah, this, this, this is true in the world that we live in, especially in America. Amen. We, we, have, we have completely changed. We have, um, we have conformed to the world's view of Christmas instead of to the word's view of Christmas. Amen. Um, and, 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 and giving gifts uh, is, is the biggest part of Christmas, according to the world. And, and I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that we shouldn't give gifts, amen, because giving gifts is, is nice, it's wonderful, it's, uh, it's a good thing to do. But it's not a good thing to do when you're going into excess amount of debt, amen. Now, I, I know people who have uh, spent entire checks on Christmas and they've maxed out all of their credit cards that take six months or till next Christmas to get paid off to do it again. Man, this is not the meaning of Christmas. Amen. And I, I know people who use Christmas in this season as um, as an excuse uh, to indulge in different things, to indulge in spending, to indulge in gluttony, to indulge in eating and drinking, amen? And this is not Christmas. No, our, our idea, our view of Christmas has been conformed to the world's way of thinking about Christmas, to the world's way of celebrating Christmas, of celebrating the birth of the Christ, our Messiah, our Lord and our Savior, this is what we have reduced Christmas to. Remember, what is Christmas really? Is the day that Christ was born, and the day that God himself put on flesh and became a man, humbly, a, a child, can't even care for himself. When I'm talking about the nativity scene, is, is one of the most beautiful images in this time of year, man, but it's been glamorized. It's been fantasized. And that, the nativity scene that we see here on Christmas, that is not what it looked like when Christ came into this world. When Christ, Jesus, the Lord, he was born in a manger, in a stable. Man, I don't know if you guys know um, what this looks like. Whenever I was a kid, whenever I was growing up, we had horses. And we had horses. And I was the oldest son, and man, and I was the boy. And so, it guess whose job it was to go and clean out the horse stalls? Yeah, that was, that was my job. Right? And if you guys don't know, this place where these animals live, it, it, it has a stench. Amen, a smell that once you get it, you will never forget that smell. Amen. This is where these this is where these animals defecate and they urinate. Amen. And this is the place where Jesus was born. This is the place where God was born into this world. Man, can you imagine? Can you imagine Joseph? Can you imagine his heart? 
Man, when he, he knows he, he's got this beautiful young wife who is, is expecting to deliver this child. And can you imagine all he wants for her is to have a comfortable place to give birth to his first son? Can you imagine his heart not being able to provide that for his wife and for his son? Can you imagine Mary? Can you imagine Mary? Nine months she's been carrying this child. It's it's fresh on my mind because I've had two in the last year and a half. But that that time is, is not something easy. Amen. It is a very painful time. The entire time is painful, but especially when it's down at the end, when she's giving birth. I could not imagine my wife having to give birth to our children in a manger, in a place where animals sleep, in a place where animals use the bathroom. I could not imagine that. I could not imagine Mary and Joseph's heart knowing, and they knew, knowing that they were bringing the Son of God into this world, in this place? Is this the best thing that we can give for God? I can imagine their confusion. Or this is, this is your Son, and this is where we are being forced to bring Him into this world. And whenever we think about Christmas, we say Jesus is the reason for the season, But how often are we thinking about the situation that Christ came into this world? How often do we think about, are the things that we are doing, the way that we're celebrating, is God getting any glory out of this? Can you imagine the heart of God? Can you imagine? For God so loved the world that he gave his son. The most important Christmas gift that the world has ever received, Jesus Christ, he gave his son into the world. And then we have this holiday where we celebrate the giving of, of the Lord into the world, and this is how we celebrate. How often do we think about, is God being glorified in this season, man, or are we, or are we buying gifts and stamping Jesus' name on it? I think that's a lot of times how it happens. Man, so I want us to consider, is Jesus really your reason this season? And Christmas is a time to worship the birth of our Savior. Christmas is a time to serve. Christmas is a time to put God and Jesus in their rightful place in our lives. Remember, how seldom is that actually taking place? I venture to say very seldom. Amen. Jesus, Jesus, our Savior, born in a manger, in a, in, a, in a feeding trough he was placed. In a feeding trough. Man, and he grew. He lived a sinless life. Jesus, the only man in history ever without sin lived a sinless life, the Son of God. Then he grew and he was fastened to a wooden cross, man, and where Roman nails pierced his hands and pierced his feet. Those nails 
the price for your redemption, for my redemption, for forgiveness. That blood that was shed on the cross, we say this is the day where we celebrate our Savior. But who thinks about the blood of Jesus during Christmas? Who thinks about the sacrifice that was made so that we can receive life? Who thinks about the Christmas gift that laid down his life for our salvation? This is what Christmas is. This is what Christmas is. Jesus is the reason for the season. And we say, every believer who says Jesus is the reason for the season, what about those around you who are not believers? What about people in here today? What people in the world today who are not believers? If you're not a believer, why do we put so much emphasis on Christmas? If you are not a Christian, why do you think so much about Christmas? And can I ask you, are you, are you saved? Because if you're not, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, then the blood that was shed was shed in vain. I mean, that gift that was given to us has been cast away. If you reject Jesus in this season, Man, if you are not a born-again believer, today is an opportunity to get it right. Today is, it's a chance. Today, today is another gift that you have been given by the Father to get your heart right, to get your soul right. You know, tomorrow might not come. Today may be the last gift that you're given. Today could be your last opportunity to receive that gift that the Lord has given to us. As we're going into this season, you know it's a very, it's a very busy time of year, but, but with everything going on with all of our shopping, with all of our decorating, with all of our good deeds that we're trying to do. We're trying to get everything in the right place with all the cooking that's going on. Make sure we remember Jesus. Make sure we remember the one who gave himself for us. Make sure we remember the one who we are actually celebrating this season. Jesus, our Lord. Make sure we think about the circumstances that he came into this world. Make sure you think about the price that was paid to forgive you of your sins. Amen. Jesus is the reason for the season. It's not for the lights. The lights are beautiful, but the lights are going to burn in hell. <laughs> they will. The Christmas trees, they're, they're beautiful, but one day they're here and the next they're gone. The gifts, all the kids that you give your gifts to, they're going to grow up and they're not going to remember those gifts. Those gifts will one day be thrown in the trash. All of it is vanity. All of it is pointless. All of it is worthless 
if we forget Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. Is he your reason? Is Jesus the reason that you're celebrating this season? Let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord. God, we thank you, Lord, so much for the gift that you have given us, Lord, your precious son, Jesus. Lord, the, 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 the best gift we could ever receive, God, you have given to us in your son. Lord, I pray that in this season, Lord, that we would recognize what you have done for us. I pray that we not get caught up in the world's way of doing things. God, I pray that we would not be conformed to society's idea of Christmas. But God, I pray this season that our minds would be transformed. God, I pray that we would think on you this holiday season. I pray that we would think about the precious gift that you have given to us. pray that we would think about the opportunity that you have given us, the opportunity for salvation, the opportunity for redemption, the opportunity to receive your righteousness and your holiness. God, I pray that you would change the way that we think this season. And Lord, and that everything that we do, we would do to glorify you. And I pray that this Christmas, your name be magnified. God, I pray that this season, your name would be glorified high and lifted up above all things this season, Lord, that your name would be the greatest. God, I pray that we would worship you this season the way that we were intended to. And I pray that if there's anyone in this place, Lord, who doesn't know you as your savior, that today would be the day that they accept you. That today would be the day that they come to know you. Uh, your word says that anyone who admits that they are a sinner, who believes on the name of the Son of Jesus, or the name of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who confesses him as our Lord and Savior, Lord, they will be saved. I pray if there's anyone in this place this morning who's not done so, today would be the day that they confess you. That today would be the day they give their life to you. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, and most importantly, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. In his holy and righteous name we pray. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, this is Christmas season. This is the season that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and our Savior. And if we don't give our lives to him, if we don't give our souls to him today, tomorrow may not come. This could be our last chance to get it right. So I want to encourage you, I want to charge you, give your heart to him this season. Don't be conformed to the, way, to the world's way of doing things, but transform your mind. Change the way you think about Christmas. Change the way you operate this season.
change your heart and give it to Jesus. Amen.